When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, welcome to another Ringside Fracas. My name is Lewis. Uh, I'm joined by two of our regulars. We've got Samson Jide. How are you doing, gentlemen? Yo, all good. And I'm delighted to say that we've been joined by a very special guest. We've got Ansi Yard. How you doing, man? Yes, I'm good, man. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. Well, no, I'm not good at all. Without making this like a fucking <laughs> Arsenal podcast, I'm furious, mate. I'm furious because yeah. Anyway, I don't. I don't want to get into the football in it. We're here for the boxing, <laughs> right? We're here for the boxing and uh, and a little bit of Floyd Logan, right? That's. I don't know if you want to call that boxing or not, but we'll we, 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 we'll get on to that. Um, before we start, guys, if you're watching on YouTube, like and subscribe, please. Um, very important. Um, and you can leave comments as we're going along as well. Um, keep it keep it clean, all right? Because I won't be posting any of your bad mind shit, all right? Saying that from the jump. Um. Also, um, if you are listening via podcast, you know, if you're on Spotify and Apple and all of that stuff, uh, leave us a five-star review on the Apple podcast app and use the hashtag Ringside Fracas as we're, as we're going along. Um, anyway, man, let's, let's start with, um, the weekend's events, uh, previous weekend's events. And, um, I'm guessing you watched the Chisora Parker fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched it. I watched it. I watched the um, majority of the show, actually. It was a decent show, right? It was a decent show on paper. Um, Samson, Samson's going to hate you. I love that. You know, that response there said everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a decent, decent show on paper. paper. Was it worth pay-per-view? That's what I'm saying. On paper, yes. On paper. But um, how the, how the facts planned out. For me, the most entertaining fight was the... Um, um, oh, what's her name? Um, Katie Taylor. Katie Taylor and Katie Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, that, for me, that was the best fight of the night, man. Yeah, how how did you um how did you see the Chisora Parker fight panning out, um before the fight? Who did you have as favorite um, going into it? Before the fight, I did say, you know I was in I was in two months. I thought it was a 50-50 fight. Um, just for the fact of Chisora, he's always been that kind of person where it depends what kind of mood he's in. If he's up for the fight, um, he would give a lot of people problems. Um, I had him. I had the fight against Usyk very very close. Um, but they gave it to Usyk. And again, this fight, I thought he won the fight. That's just me being 100% honest. I thought he won against Parker. Parker even said it, that <laughs> he thought that Chisora was going to get the decision. Um, but again, that's boxing, isn't it? Sometimes pff, everyone's got their opinions on how they think the fight went. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, and 
one of the scorecards was an absolute mess. Mad. Madness. Like, I, I can't remember what it was. <laughs> like 116, 111, something like that, was it? It was mud. Which, right, which doesn't make any mathematical sense considering, yeah. you know, Parker went down in the first round. So. It's, it's madness. It's like, they're, 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 sometimes they're not, you know, I don't want to bad mouth anything, but sometimes you've seen times where judges are literally got their head down. Mm. They're not watching a fight. Eddie Hearn said it afterwards that he thought um, Chisora won the fight. Like, it's like everyone's in unanimous agreement apart from the judges. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you know, no, hundred percent. Um, Sam, Jide, what did you guys um did you guys think it was a a Parker victory as well, or um, I, I thought uh, um, a Chizora victory. Sorry, no, I thought Chizora won just like barely, but I could definitely see um Parker winning a close fight, a split decision. Like it wasn't wide either way for me, but I had Chizora winning, and yeah, the judges. I don't know, I don't know what can be done because I just feel like these guys are getting paid off or. They, they they've got some sort of incentive, obviously, because boxing boxing isn't really regulated. You know what I mean? So these guys have got some sort of back end money because judges don't get paid that much. So imagine like I don't know Sky or obviously I don't want to be putting conspiracies out there, but you know Chizora's not been the most easy to work with with Sky. You know what I mean? Just <laughs> rub someone the wrong way that can just ruin your career. Like I I just feel like for Chizora being a home fighter, being in the UK fighting in front of his own fans, he should have won that. Like, that should have been his victory, but that's just me, though. You know yeah. what? What you said, Anthony, yeah? It depends on what Chisora comes up. And that's why I always kind of go against him, because you just don't know whether he can be bothered or not. Like, <laughs> that's when he goes in there and he's like, he looks like he's going to give anyone hell when he, on his, on his like, good day. But on his bad day, he's shocking. Like, he just doesn't care. You can literally see he's just gone there, get a check and go home. But... He came in there to win that fight. He got, in my opinion, I don't want to say he got robbed because a close fight is then down to perception in, in that sense where someone can score it that favour, you know, the um, the aggressive work and that him being dominant in terms of controlling the ring. And yeah. then, you, then you've got someone else who's going to um, favour um, the good work of um, Parker where he was landing the more telling shots and the more, like, cute stuff, I'd say. So in that, in that regards... It's 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 unfortunate that Chisora didn't get the um the win, but I personally had win. I, I saw it different though. I thought the the telling shots still came from Chisora. I think the second half of the fight, Parker did a bit more work, but it still mm. wasn't enough for him to say that he won the fight. Like to me, it's a madness because Chisora dropped him in the first round, worked him the rest of that round. <laughs> for the for the next six rounds, he worked him. Chisora's on the back foot, like throwing shots that wasn't even he wasn't committing to mm. and then I think I say Chizora lost about out of the next six rounds he lost probably four at, mo at most four or five rounds at most so I just don't understand how they can turn it around and say instead of it being a, a close decision in, in Chizora's favour yeah. or, even, or even a draw they've yeah. given the fight they've said that Parker's won the fight like, to me mm. that's a madness and for someone and 116, like Parker, 111 yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not card. It's not the, the other two cards for me weren't that bad. Like one fifteen, one thirteen, both ways. To me, that's not bad. That's I could see that. The one sixteen, one eleven. That guy just wasn't watching the fight. And as you were saying, like um, Parker was was trying to box on the back foot. But the thing about what I say about boxing on the back foot is you've got to be effective. Like if you're landing your shots, it's got to at least put the other guy off, make Chizora second guess himself. Nothing Parker threw at Chizora made him think. You know what? 
Yeah, fair, isn't it? Yeah. He, he just he just ran through him every time Chizora decided to step up the, the tempo. The, Parker had nothing for him. <laughs> mm. So it's like ring generalship. Parker had nothing. So all Parker had was running back, jabbing, throwing little cute shots that he said, but it was doing absolutely nothing while Chizora was bullying him around the ring. And when he wanted to go to the body, it was just beating him up. But yeah. I have, to, I have to admit, you see Chizora, yeah? I've got to respect it because I never used to be a huge fan of Chizora. But as he's got older, I'm like, do you know what? I can fuck with this guy because he's actually, you know, he's coming to win. A few of his fights, like you said, Sam, so I think, you know, a few of his fights previously, it was like, I wasn't convinced that he was like there to fully fully give it his all, do you know what I'm saying? But this, this Chizora now... And the improve, I feel like he's made a lot of improvements as he's got older as well. So, like, it's just interesting to see that. But, um, yeah, look, we'll, we'll move on from the Chizora Parker stuff anyway. Um, and let's talk about you. Um, obviously, you were supposed to have a fight recently, um, but you had a uh, tooth abscess. So, how are you feeling? Like, how is your health at the moment and whatnot? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Still training. Um, I finished my course of antibiotics. People that don't know, there's actually people that don't know what an abscess is. It's an infected tooth. So basically, you've got like an infection um, within your gums. And anyone that's su- suffered a severe abscess toothache knows it's not no joke. Um, but yeah, it came at the wrong time. And um, yeah, they just said, they basically said I couldn't fight under the conditions. So it's been postponed. I'm waiting for the, the new date, new announcement. And then we get it cracking when the new date and the new announcement gets gets lit out. Cool. Yeah. Um. What what was it? What did you have to have like an operation and stuff? No, no, no. They give you antibiotics to clear the infection first. Oh, okay. All oh, right. So it just goes by itself. Yeah. yeah. Then I want to get a, um an extraction. Otherwise, it will just get infected again. Yeah. Sure. Sure. So um. Sweets here. You see? No more sweets here. No more Harry Bros. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, they were happy. Um, so you're still waiting. Did you say you're still waiting on a, a date for um the the uh new proposed date? Yeah, basically. But uh, all them kind of things come with um announcements, isn't it? So I always announce when the new date's finalized or um anything's finalized. If it's not finalized, I just don't announce nothing. So mm-hmm. when that's all finalized, I'll make the announcements. Yeah, hear yeah, that. Sure. Um, and what what can you tell us about the opponent? Um, you, you know me, I don't really know too much about my opponents. Um, mm. what I know is that this guy, um, he's undefeated, um, he's German, that's it, that's all I know about him. Um, and then yeah, that's it. Any, yeah. Anyone that I fought, apart from apart from Kovalev, anyone that I fought, I don't know nothing about them, like absolutely nothing, apart from their main statistics. That's what it which, which everyone starts talking about. And then during the press conference, all them kind of things, that's when I find out most, most things about my opponent. Mm, bad. <laughs> so, you, so is that is that your style for most fights? Then is like um because some people, some fighters that you you know you hear them speak in all sports actually. Some some people have it different ways, right? So like some people are like, I'm gonna focus on myself, like I'm gonna go out there and be the very best I can be. But some people are very like opponent focused, they're, like they're mm. studying the opponent and you know checking out their weaknesses, their strengths. Where where do you fall on on that scale then? Um, I've always been a person that focused on myself and it's just something that's um that's always worked for me. Um I started boxing very, very late, so I had my own little methods of how I dealt with things because just where I grew up, I grew up in East London, so my thing was 
if you worried about what someone else is doing, that means you're not focusing yourself. Um, so when it comes to fight time, it's not that I'm oblivious to what the other person can do or anything like that. I'd rather focus on the things I need to work on, which I'm doing anyway. I'd rather focus on, um, you know, just just little things that can help me get mentally prepared for a fight. So do you like watch a fight of theirs at all or any clips of YouTube, nothing? Do you know why I don't do it? Because you can fight someone and they fight completely different than they fought all the other fights just because they're fighting you. And it's happened so many times before. I've seen um, ch champions in, in, in the past, they fight one person one way, they go to fight someone else, they fight them completely different. You've seen it with um, something recent, Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. Mm. In, the, in the fight number two, no one expected Fury to run at Deontay Wilder. And I don't, I don't even think Wilder expected it. <laughs> That's why that ended up happening so well. It didn't, but isn't like Fury just like one of the anomalies because he's we just know he's he's super talented. Like what I with me, what I think is certain guys, no matter how much they change, they have the muscle memory of certain combinations they love to throw. So I feel like if you watch certain guys and you see they always throw maybe it's a jab, jab, cross, or they just have their favorite combination. If they try to do it to you, you're you're aware of it, then you can set the traps. That's why I see maybe watching fights might be good. Absolutely not. Because what if they throw a, if what if they throw three jabs in a rat or they throw one jab in a rat? You're waiting for that double jab right and then the straight right comes. It's it's boxing. Boxing is not you can't predict it. It's mm. it's absolutely unpredictable. And that's why I think Floyd beat a lot of his opponents because he got people so obsessed with what he was gonna do. Mm. They couldn't figure out what he was gonna do next. He just thought the different. blueprint. The there's, blueprint there's, there's, the there's blueprint. no blueprint in boxing, there's no blueprint apart from um there's some fighters, you know, they got a weak chin. You can't argue with that. Or there's some fighters they 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 lack stamina. So little things like that. But again, that's why you have a trainer. That's why you have a, a team around you. Because I've always believed in this. If I worry about what someone's doing, I cannot focus on what I'm doing. It's impossible. But I I I hear that. But I do feel like once, for example, like last weekend, Ariola fought Ruiz the way you saw what Joshua did in the second fight and tried to fight him that way, and Ruiz struggled. He, I didn't he watch that fight, so I can't I can't, I can't okay. comment on that. Okay, I, I, I watched the fight and basically he, he saw, he said he even said himself post-fight, he goes, I'm not going to trade with him. I'm going to try boxing him. He came in lighter than he's ever been and it was just basically throwing shots and keeping away from Ruiz and Ruiz struggled because, as I said, he's watched, he's seen what works against this opponent and what this guy struggles against and he went in there and gave a good account of himself. So, I don't know. Sometimes, I, I do definitely do hear what you're saying, but I do feel like with certain guys, unless they're really special, like Fury... Um, Mayweather that they can do so many different things a lot of guys do have tells and it, it can help if, if you watch them don't you oh, think cool. that's, the, the, that's the that the part the job of the, the that trainers and stuff that's the no, they, they have, it? as I said yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I had I, I had both arguments but at the same time I definitely had the focus on yourself and let your, your team create a plan for you and say this is what this person may do and whatnot, and you focus on training yourself. This it's a lack of, it marries up in that regard. You're both saying the I same thing. I, I think it's I think it's like this, yeah. If that's how boxing works, no one will have a trainer. People would just you would just go around and get someone to hold pads for you, or you would hit the bag, or you would just spar. That's it. Um, a trainer's job is to come up with strategy. A trainer's job is to you know watch the opponent, see their weaknesses, or things like that. Um, it's just maybe the way my mind works. You know, if you 
this is this is this is common sense here. Ninety uh, percent of people that fought Mike Tyson were scared before they fought him because they watched him. And then what happens is you see this guy knocking out everybody. You can't help nature, so nature's going to tell you this guy hits hard. So that's going to force you now to be on the back foot of box. Whereas if you don't know anything about this guy, you're going to have to wait until feel it. There's people that fought. Um, what's the boxer's name? There was a boxer that someone fought, and they were known as a puncher. And no, that's it, Golovkin. Yeah. And then when Canelo fought him, Canelo said he didn't hit as hard as I thought he would hit. Yeah. Because everyone goes on about their power. And that's why the first fight, Canelo tried to box, he was on the back foot. The next fight, Canelo said, no, F this, I'm walking forward. Mm. I hear yeah. that stuff. I, I hear you, I hear you. So, obviously, you've, um over the last two years, um with this whole COVID thing, um you've been quite inactive like a lot of boxers so what have you been getting up to over this period to try and like stay sharp and you know to stay mentally focused as well because i know you're a guy who's big on mentality you know big on positive energy so what have you been doing um during this um you know pandemic that like to try and really stay focused on on the prize um a mix and match of different things um Pandemics, this pandemic's been different for everybody, different for different people. Um, my main thing is trying to stay sane, if I'm being honest. Um, going through what everyone's been through, there's people that have had a worse experience than others. So trying to stay mentally focused when you've got the bullshit to deal with as well, it's a challenge. But again, that's me for challenges, isn't it? Yeah, certainly, certainly. So, um, your last fight, let's talk a little bit about your last fight um, with uh, Lyndon Arthur. Uh, we did like, um, we, we have a group chat and, you know, we we were, um, you know, we watched all that, we watched that fight all together and it was just like a particularly stressful uh, experience for, for us just watching that fight, man. It was a really frustrating fight. I would imagine for, for you as well, it was a frustrating experience of the with the aftermath. Um, after the fight, you um straight after the fight in an interview you you um came out and you said that you felt you'd been robbed or like the score i can't remember your words exactly but you you said that the you felt like the scorecards were incorrect and um but i believe your comments recently have have said that maybe you've changed uh, your view on that maybe a little bit what how how do you now view that fight against Lyndon and um any potential for a rematch coming? The rematch definitely is gonna happen. It has to happen. There was a rematch clause. But um yeah, my views on the fight, again, when you're fighting um and you're in there, it's completely different from how it looks on TV. Um me and Lyndon had words in the ring <laughs> before the um verdict got read out. Um he didn't think he won the fight. I was confident I won the fight when we was in there. Again, I'm an honest person. I don't bullshit. I don't I don't feel the need to lie. So mm. once I watched the fight back, I said the fight it looked closer than I actually than I actually thought it was when I was in the ring. Um even after watching it back, I still don't feel like same thing with the Tesoro and Parker. I don't feel like they could say he won the fight. Um yeah. this is just opinion. Every boxing is a very opinionated sport. Um it goes with what you like and all these kind of things, but um, it is what it is the results the result um, the rematch is going to happen so that's it <laughs> I'm just waiting for the rematch I wanted it immediately by the way but um, there's been a lot of 
ifs and buts and times and this might happen, that might happen. Um, so yeah, I'm just waiting. And in the meantime, mm. trying to stay active. Frank, yeah, can Frank. I just say after that, yeah, I watched your interview, the one that you put out, um, which I actually really liked. I was like, you know what? A lot of boxers lose and they make a whole bunch of excuses. You came out there with this like really self, like you had a, real, a lot of self-awareness where you kind of critique yourself and said, this is what you need to do better and so forth. And that was quite refreshing to hear. Um, so I was going to ask you, what do you think you need to do to to secure that victory and just make it, you know, undeniable on everyone's radar, like anyone that watches it? You just win by knockout. Make sure I've got a clear mind going into the fight, which I didn't have in the first fight at all, yeah, which, yeah. Is, which would probably be understandable for a lot of people. But in this fight, um, one thing I've learned from this experience is I won't get in the ring if I'm not mentally right, if I'm not mentally ready. Um, if I if my thought processes are on other things, um, but one the difference will be in this fight is I'm I'm not just saying that I'm actually I'm I've, even in terms of my training I'm going back to my old ways. I'm not saying I'm going to be silly, not saying I'm going to be going out there and um, being reckless or anything like that. But um, I got that same fire or the same feeling I had when I was in the amateurs. And in my in the amateurs, my second fight they gave the guy the decision. I went on an away show. Um, fought in the army show against some army guy. Oh yeah, big crowd, big big army crowd. I take it, yeah. Yeah, they gave the decision to the guy. Um, the whole crowd started booing. Um, it was mad. Everyone was everyone was saying that was a robbery or whatever. Um, I don't like to scream robberies in boxing. Again, I went on my own interview. I said that you know I shouldn't even use the word robbery, but I was heated at the time. Um, but again, I didn't agree with the decision. After that fight, that was my second amateur fight. The next eleven fights I had, I knocked out everybody. Um, so I'm just looking forward to get back in the ring, man. Mm. I think um, I think that fight was a strange one to me because there was, in my opinion, I felt like there was a lot of commentary bias as well. And I know the commentary has no hmm. influence on um, the actual uh. fight itself. And the actual how the judges score, well, unless they're listening to the commentary, which I very much doubt they are. But I felt like, just as a, an, an observation point of view, I felt like that fight was um, indicative of what people be, what people expected the fight to be and how it turned out. And then people were sort of like, well, Anthony didn't knock him out, so therefore <laughs> Lyndon Arthur must win. And I felt like there was a lot of that going on because I personally, when I scored the fight, I had it close. I had you winning by one round. And I've I think I've told you that um, in person as well. I, after the fight, yeah. I said, I, I think you won by one round. I don't, I didn't think it was a robbery, um, but people had the scorecards wide. Yeah. Really, really wide. And I just didn't understand that. It was sort of like, unless, People were going on this thing of unless you knocked him down in a round, right? That's a Lyndon Arthur round just because he survived. Yes. And I don't understand that way of analyzing boxing personally. I don't know, and I don't know if you kind of had the same kind of feeling to, to, as as how people are, are judging boxing matches, and especially your ones in in particular. Do you know what? Again, that's something from speaking to people that I trust, or speaking to people that I feel like are going to be honest with me, or whatever. And then again, for me watching the fight, and then as you said, listening to commentators and things like that, um, commentary's been like that for me for a while. Um, just because, again, early in my career, I was knocking at everybody. Um, there's a lot of things I haven't conformed to, but I'm not going to get into that. But um, when it comes to my reputation, 
My reputation is, yeah, when's the knockout coming? Um, I barely get hit um, and all these kind of things. So if I do now, if I do get hit or I don't knock out the opponent, as you just said, I feel like that's that's the mentality I have to go in there with now. If I don't knock out this guy, there's a high possibility they're going to give it to the other guy. If I don't absolutely tear him apart, there's a possibility they're going to give it to the other guy. If it's a close fight, obviously, like, it's all that slight movements or slight things that are happening. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dealing with that no more. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, that is that is something that happens in boxing a lot. Um, people... You think that you're kind of like a victim of your own success. I felt like the fact that you have been mm. knocking everyone out, and then the moment you don't, it's like, oh, well, he hasn't done it. So th- how can he be winning? Kind of, it's it's exactly. a weird, exactly. you know, it's a weird perception of a boxing match. But so, something that happened to me a lot was, uh, and this is what someone said to me, and I actually hit home, and it made sense. If I'm known as a knockout artist or if I'm known to demolish people, if if I don't do that, they're going to see it as, what is he doing to stop me from doing it? And when they said that to me, I said, you know what? I can actually see that point. It's not fair and it makes my job harder, but I get it. So again, oops, yeah. I apologize for that one. I was banging the table. I was banging the table with my head. <laughs> yeah, so um, it's just one of them things, you know. I feel like sometimes things happen for a reason. And um, it's just maybe a, a call for me to go back to my old ways. I hear that. I hear that. You know what? With the commentary bit, yeah, I remember um, Mayweather Delahaye. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was banter. Him laughing, in about the body shot to sustained, yeah. a sustained him, attack to the body. <laughs> bro, after that, I remember after that, I used to, I used to hate um, HBO scene. There's a lot of fights that I used to basically watch on, on mute because the commentators piss me off. Today, you may have heard me when it comes to Sky Sports and <laughs> they have favorite like fighters. I can't stand it because, as a boxing fan, bro, stop capping and give the other guy credit because he's doing work as well. So, mm. for me, it's so jarring when you hear that. And when they kept talking about Arthur's jab, I was thinking, okay, yeah, Arthur's got his jab going, but he ain't got nothing else, like he ain't doing nothing else. And then they're not commenting again on what you was doing as well. So, it was like, what's <clears> about it was a low volume fight. Yeah, it was a low one, yeah, in fairness. The, which is but it wasn't really giving yard credit as well. No, they weren't. But but like I said, you're you're a victim of your own success. And this is for all knockout artists. Like this happens with AJ, this happens with any guy that's known for power to knock people like even Golovkin himself. If they're doing something different, they think the other guy somehow is winning on effort, which is unfair. And the commentators, they sway a lot of the casuals. Like most people that watch fights don't know what they're watching. They just that's they awesome. watch yeah, they watch what they hear. Yeah. So, <laughs> so if the commentators are saying, "Ah, oh, his jab is keeping Anthony away," and you're not, you're only landing maybe one or two really nice shots, these guys are watching, expecting to just take his head off and thinking, "Fuck, this guy must yeah. be good." Mm-hmm. So it's unfortunate, but that's 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 the sport, that's the game, right? So I feel like in the next fight, when you just you just got to stick it on him, because when you stuck it on him in the later rounds, like. He yeah, was, he looked like he was ready to go, man. Why did you, like... Why was your output so low in that fight towards towards toward the later rounds? Because typically, I've seen you fight loads of times and you always, at least at some point, burst into a fight like that where then you kind of see the pressure and you kind of, you know, fall down or whatever, or you put him under sustained pressure. But you kind of didn't really do that until the later, later rounds. Like, was there a game plan or something that that told you to hold back on this? 
No, you know what? To be honest with you, yeah, it was a um, half of the fight for me was a blur. Um, not in terms of what actually happened, because I remember every single thing that happened in that fight. Every single thing. At one point, me and Linda were talking to each other in the ring. I remember everything that happened in that fight. But in terms of my awareness of um, the rounds, what was happening, my, I was in a gaze. You know, people, some people just won't understand what it's like to go through a month where you lose three family members in one month. Yeah, people, pe- people, I don't want to, I love, love for that, but I don't even like that word no more because I've heard it so many times. But people don't know what that's what that's like. And then at the same time, you're training for a fight, you're you're in the public eye, people are expecting things of you, etc. You're doing interviews and you're going to funerals and all these kind of things like three weeks before you're meant to fight. <laughs> Listen, I'm I've got a strong mentality. I've got a I've got a mindset of a fucking of a warrior. But at the same time, I've learned from little mistakes, and that's you need to be not only mentally, not only physically, sorry, but mentally ready to go into a boxing ring because there's sometimes there's no second, there's no do-overs. Um, that's why I said when I watched the fight again, I said with perception, I can see why it was it was perceived as a closer fight than I thought it was in the ring. You saw by body language after the fight who thought they won, who thought they didn't. Me, as I said, me and Linda spoke in the ring. <laughs> um, and then there was all these these things that come up afterwards about a hand. But then during the f- interview, straight after the fight, he said, but Steve Bunt said to him, Did you hurt your hand because you wasn't throwing it? He said, No. Anthony just had good defense. So I couldn't mm-hmm. I couldn't get it off. During the fight, he's his trainer said to him, You need to let the right hand go. He said, I can't get it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, there was a lot of changing words afterwards. Once um, I don't know, maybe it was things that it was heard. Maybe what what the commentators were saying. That's maybe what it was. I think the commentators. The commentators planted it rather than rather than thinking of anything technical. Mm. Immediately they went to well, well, Linda must Linda's hand must be hurt. Mm-hmm, Linda's mm-hmm. like, and it was it was insane to see because I was thinking, right, like. Why would you just automatically assume injury? You know, why does it why does it have to be an injury? But this is why yeah. I watch on mute, bro. I can't stand that shit, bro. Some someone even came came over to our corner. Yeah, someone even came over to my corner and said, "We think, yeah, um, Linda's hurt his right hand." So then yeah. that's been relayed to me now. So I've gone in there not worrying about no right hand, and then boom, I get hit with a right hand. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, you see? Yeah, hey, Jida, you see, that's what preparation gets you, mate. Yeah, that's what exactly. preparation <laughs> When you start listening to people instead of doing your own thing, but again, that's, it's boxing, isn't it? Yeah. Remember in the chat, I said straight after, I said, this guy's hand's fine, bro. He can't get it off. You can see he's not, he's too tentative because he knew if he throws a right hand, the counter's dealt all day for him. That's all it was. And yeah. then straight after the fight, they basically said to him, you've hurt your hand. They literally told him, you've hurt your hand. That's why you can't mm-hmm, throw your mm-hmm, hand. Mm-hmm. He said, I can't get off because he knew like, that Anthony's waiting for him. waiting for that. He's literally sitting there waiting for but he, he said it. He said it in the, he, the, the, the first interview you do after you fight, when you, as soon as you get out of the ring here, when I was a bit heated, he said it. He said, they said, have you hurt your right hand? He said, no. Anthony yeah. just got good defense. During the fight, when you watch the comment, he's, his trainer was saying to him, you need to let the right hand go. He said, I can't let, I can't get it off. That means... You can't. You 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 don't want to throw the right hand because it ain't. There's. It's not there. It's not there to be thrown. Yeah. But anyway, I don't even want to talk about all this stuff now. Congratulations. I said to you before. Congratulations to Lyndon. He fought a good fight. He fought his fight. Um. I just see it as I didn't do my job, and that was to knock him out. So, yeah. I always give um praises where they're due. 
and he's done his job. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, just just moving on then, because after that fight, um, you know, you had some time to yourself, and um, like you said, you rewatched the fight, and um, I'm sure you were aware of like you know, the, well, you must have seen it like loads of like negative criticism and all that so i know you don't pay too much attention to all of that but you decided to make some changes and a couple weeks ago you've um announced a change to um uh to your camp um adding james cook into the mix so how's things been going with james and and what was the reason for for adding uh james to your camp um i think it's just um you know first of all i'll talk on this a lot of people um, I've seen two interviews which are recent, which has confirmed my way of thinking. And that's two massive superstars. That's Floyd Mayweather and that's um, Canelo Alvarez. Canelo Alvarez went on Hot Boxing on Matt Tyson's podcast and said, when he lost against Floyd, everyone was saying to change change, change your trainer, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And he said, like, absolutely not. He knew, what he, he knew what he needed to work on. He knew what needed to change. He knew what went wrong. Um, Floyd said the same thing. He said, I've had two trainers, um, that he's a very loyal person, etc. And that's the same thing with me. I've had two trainers in my whole career. My amateur coach, Tony Cissé, um, my professional coach, Tunde Jai, and again, my second coach, who's Ade Ole Inka. And they're the three trainers I still work with. Sam Cook, I will only, unless someone does something wrong, yeah, or they do something to um, offend me or anything like that outside of boxing or they're, they're, they're genuinely not doing their job. If I didn't see no effort from them, if they wasn't turning up to training or things like that, then I will feel the need to um, make a change. But for me to judge somebody based on their mistakes, when I make mistakes as well, I just don't, I'm not that way inclined. I do not work like that. So I'll, I'll make additions to my team because I'm in control. I'm, I'm the one that makes the decision. So I'll make additions to my team, but I will not forget how, how I got to the level I'm at now. I had 12 amateur fights. Yeah, 11 stoppages. So 11 of my fights and the amateurs, which is only three rounds, <laughs> did not go the distance. So my time spent in a boxing ring is minimal. And I got to a world stage, so I know what I'm capable of. I know my my natural talents, and I know what Tunde's added to my skill set. I know what Ade's added to my skill set. I know what Tony's taught me as well from when I started boxing. Um, Someone else I have to give props to as well as an amateur club I went to in Leighton. Um, who was run by a man named Fimba. He's a very close family friend. Um, and he had a trainer there named Jeff that taught me some fundamentals as well when I first started boxing. But I'm, a, I'm not a person that forgets where I come from. Um, I'm not going to one of the people that's going to, you know, make 100 million and then, you know, say F East London. <laughs> I'm, just not that, I'm not that way inclined. Yes, East London's a shithole sometimes. Someone's always getting stabbed. Someone's always getting shot. But it helped make me the person I am today. So that's the way I am. That's the way I'm built. That's where I always be. Um, I put blame on myself. There's always room for growth, and that's it. So, are you saying essentially that you're happy to add people to your team, but you're going to remain loyal to who you got, like fundamentally? But then, for your sake of your career, will you would are you willing to like make any change that's necessary? Is probably the question that anyone want to ask. That one, 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 absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um, I spoke to. I'm not going to say the names, but there was a couple of people that reached out. We had, I spoke, or Tunde spoke to them. And then I had a couple of conversations and um, I just wanted to hear what people's views were. And um, I just liked what James Cook came with. And I, I know him as well. I'm a person that I'm built for energy and I know him and he gave his honest opinion. And also James Cook is an MBE. 
he's very respected and he knows boxing. So where he's coming, he's giving me his little pointers. Um, not only that as well, I reverted back to my, my old ways. I've started training again with Tony Cissé, who is fundamentally sensational. He's yeah. fundamentally sensational. Um, I'm, um, Tony Cissé was, you know, <laughs> he won the ABAs like three times. He's very respected as well, but he just never wanted to go into a professional game um, properly. But um, I'm a person, I'm open for changes. I'm open for you know, experienced ears, not people that are on Twitter, you know, sitting down with a bare belly, drinking a pint or watching football, switching between the games and saying... Hey, I'll take offence to that, mate. I'll take offence to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Just someone that's never boxed in their life saying, just knock him out. I've heard that so many times. Why don't he just knock him out? Why don't he just hit him? Like, (laughs) I've heard this so many times. So it would be silly for me to start listening to all these things. Imagine I sat there and went through Twitter uh, you be yeah. You can't do that, bro. I'm, I'm not focused, am I? <laughs> Bo- if I sit there and go through my comments. Boxing is definitely a sport where everyone's got opinion. Look, hey, look, we've got a podcast. You know, I, I've never boxed. I've I've been in one fight in my whole life and I went down after one round because I got winded. Do you know what I mean? So, like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But I have, I, I, I'm, I'm very opinionated and, you know, like, uh, people like to talk boxing. That's not to say my opinion means anything. My opinion doesn't mean shit. My opinion doesn't no, mean shit. Do you know what I'm saying? No, it does. It does, bro. This is what I'm trying to say. I, I just like, I don't, anyone that's a negative towards me, I don't hate them. I'm mm. saying thank you and keep doing what you're doing because boxing don't exist without critics. It don't exist without people that are fans of the sport. It don't exist without anybody that's doing their job. There needs to be critics in boxing. Yeah, there needs fair. to be people in boxing that know what they're doing. It's like football. Like how many people do you hear sit down on a couch saying, how did he miss that goal? Like mm. I've done it. <laughs> mm. Do you get what I'm yeah. saying? Or in mm. basketball, how did he miss a free throw? Like yeah. it's normal, it's nature. So I'm not one of the people that's going to get offended by it. That's mm-hmm. that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you spoke. Obviously, you spoke um, as to the reasons why you've joined James uh, James Cook, and uh, obviously all his credentials. So, what do you envisage him adding to uh, your camp? Then, um, I think we just have to, we're going to have to um, wait and see. Not only with James Cook, uh, I mean, sorry, yeah, but not only with James getting added, my whole team has had a kick up their ass. You know, Tunde, he's made changes. You've, some people have even seen it and been vocal about it um, in terms of how he is on social media. Our training oh, oh, methods... Let me finish. No, no, no. Let me finish. Me finish. Uh, uh, Don't uh, uh, Let, even with our training methods, like a lot of... Yes, we're sticking to things that we know are good and working, but there's a lot of things that have changed in terms of my, my tempo. A lot of things have changed. Ade stepped it up. Tony C say I changed with him today. He's trying to, he's actually trying to kill me. So it's like there's <laughs> there's little changes being made and adjustments, but that's just boxing. You've seen what, what after Canelo lost to um, Floyd, which was yeah. a masterclass and a schooling in boxing, you saw what Canelo wanted to do. I'm not going to say I'm that. I'm not going to, I'm not one of them people that brag and boast and say I'm the next Canelo or anything like that. But it can be done. And it's about analysing yourself and just trying to be better. Facts. So I, I want to hear what you're saying. You know what? Yeah, that for me, when t- when Tunde like jumps out in the camera and starts talking, like he's talk. Sometimes I think I don't know if he's trying to basically build you like on a commercial side or like on a promotional side, but he used to just say some mad stuff, like like <laughs> that crazy stuff. I'm thinking, bro, like you're like you're good, like we know you're good, but then you come out there and throw in like 
oh yeah, he's better than Ward. I'm thinking, bro, we don't know this yet. Like we 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 ain't seen you at you know that stage at all to be throwing that kind of statement. So that I was thinking, how do you feel about that? Like, did you ever feel like, hey, sure? Um, you know what? Again, this is it's all personality tricks, isn't it? You know when when um when Tunde said that he thinks I'm better than Ward and all these kind of things, and then he gave some he gave some statistics behind it. A lot of things that Tunde says, I don't ever see. I only hear like friends might come up and say something about it, but a lot of things that I said, I don't see. I'm not on social media. I don't go and watch interviews or anything like that. I just focus on my job and what I'm doing, um, and I can only judge someone from knowing them. But when he said that, yeah, I said, yeah, you're mad. We laughed about it. I said, you're mad for even saying that. I said, Wood's a legend. Wood's done madness in the sport. Like I'm trying to get to that level. Like I'm, I'm so he's someone that I look up to. And he goes, yeah, hundred percent. Andre Wood's the man. Don't ever get twisted. He goes, we still study Andre Wood, etc., etc., etc. But he goes, where you are at in your career, and when Andre Wood was where you are in your career, with experience wise, you've accomplished more and you've done, you've looked better in your fights against at the at early stages, like first ten fights mm. against similar opponents, you've looked better. And I said, okay, that's a fair point, but um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a way to go about it. We had a little thing, a little debate. There's a way to go about it. And he goes, well, that's my opinion. That's my opinion. And that's just putting more pressure on you to, to perform. I understand his methods. And that's something that was spoken about for, for years. And again, another thing that was spoken about for years was him saying that we don't spar, which is, which is not true. Yeah. <laughs> we do spar. Lewis, Lewis has seen me spar. Yeah. But what I tell people all that, the time. I do tell people all the time. They never listen to me. <laughs> what we meant by that, what Tony meant by that, was we don't feel the need to go around like journeymen and spar competitors, future competitors. I've sparred Chris Eubank Jr. when I was an amateur. I sparred James Aguil when I was an amateur. I sparred um, people in Floyd Mayweather gym when I was an amateur. And some people as a professional. But Tony didn't want to go into that part. He just wanted to say, we don't, we don't spar. So people wanted to buy into that, so he ran with it. But again, that's, that's all part of the journey. Why? Why? Um, obviously, I, I know you can't speak for Tunde, but what? What do you think was the motivation be behind him saying something like that? Was he misconstrued at his point? Like, what? What was it? What? Because it's. I know it's landed you a lot of questions <laughs> as to like as to answer. So, what? What do you think? Where he was thinking about that? If I ever told you what I thought was going on in Tunde's head, I'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes he don't even know what's going on in his head. But again, all, all I can judge Tony by is his heart. And Tony's got a heart of gold. Anyone that knows him will say the same thing. Um, he's very passionate. He's very outspoken. He makes a lot of mistakes. Um, and then goes, like, he reverts back and says, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. I said that in the wrong way. But again, that's human being. That's, yeah. a, that's Every human being has got their traits. But um, some people say things to themselves. <laughs> and that's something I can respect. If someone says something out loud because they think it, I know who you are. I've heard what you said. But then the people I don't like are the people that sit there, stare at me. They say something in their head, but then in my mind, they're like, oh, how you doing? And they shake my hand. They're pussyholes. They're people that I don't like. You understand? <laughs> like, if anyone don't like me, I'd rather them say to me, I don't like you, Anthony. Rather than say, oh, yeah, I, I appreciate you or whatever. But, and then they're on Twitter chatting shit. <laughs> they're the people I don't respect. So, again, it's each of their own. Uh, me and Tony have had arguments before about how he's gone on, on media. And then we've had, you know, it's just human beings. People, no one's perfect. Um, and as I said to you before, there's been a, a change and a realisation in Tunde. There's been a change in me. There's been a realisation in me. And now it's just getting back to work.
hundred percent. Um, guys, do you have any other questions? Yeah, I do. I've got bear, man. You know, I've got bear. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was, I was just gonna say. Um, so after you get back in the ring, I like, I'm sure you saw Callum Johnson and these guys. Have you like mapped out <clears throat> what your next like? If everything goes to plan, how you want to like take your your next few next few fights? Have you like mapped that out mentally? Um, again, I always. Same way, it's not the same, but I've always focused on one fight at a time and I will never change that because every fighter in history I've heard talk, <clears throat> they say the exact same thing. You know, this is my focus. Um, you don't ever plan for the future. You don't plan for what's your, what's your next four or five fights. That's your promoter's job. That's your manager's job. My job is to focus on one fight at a time. And not only that as well, I always get confused here yeah, between the Callum Johnson and Callum Smith. I always get confused. <laughs> I swear to you, people say this to me all the time, yeah. Someone asked me a question and I said, yeah, yeah, but he's tall, he's rangy, you know, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. someone was like, I think you're talking about the wrong person. Because <laughs> I don't watch these, I, I like watching elite boxing. Like, I'm going to watch the Canelo against um, Billy Joe Saunders. I'm going to watch that fight. Um, I like watching all the pay-per-view fights. These are fights I just like watching as a boxing fan sometimes. Sometimes I miss it. All the Floyd's fights, you know, when he had the big fights, I watched. But there's a lot of fighters in my weight class who I wouldn't really know too much about, or I might see a couple of clips of them, or I might see them on the undercard. Um, Craig Richards, I want to give him a big shout out as well. He's a, he's a friend of mine. Big um, up Craig. Big up Craig, man. He, you know, he went out there, he fought on the world stage for the first time. Um, he didn't go out there and embarrass himself, himself or anything like that. And he put himself on the map. So Craig, I want to give a lot of props to as well. And uh, he's someone that people need to watch out for as well. Would you find? 100%. It's business, B. <laughs> me, me, me and Craig have had these conversations. Me and Craig used to, again, talk about sparring. Me and Craig used to spar every day. Mm. Like, we was in the same camp. So, um, we've done so many rounds with each other. We know each other very, very well. Um, and Craig's done tremendous, you know. I, I came up very quickly in boxing. He's taken his time. He started for um, super middleweight. But um, he, he's, he's blossomed as well. But, um, again, when the town's right, imagine I'm, I'm a world champion. He becomes world champion. Of course, we're going to get a crack in and, get, and make a good payday. You know what, yeah, dude, I think the, the mystic fight that a lot of us wanted to see, Dwight seeing yourself, like, what, how, how do you feel about that fight? Same way I've always felt. <laughs> Again, me and Dwight we've spoken as well. We spoke face-to-face, we've spoken um, over the phone. That fight, again, that's one of them fights that are inevitable. Is um, that a fight or is it like a fight that can, you know, come say around? Again? Say is again? It a fight? And is it a fight that's down the line? Is it a fight that can come oh, around? 100%. 100%. That's a fight that's down the line. You know, the, the dream, the dream that would be, would be, he's from South London, I'm from East London, but we're both from London. <laughs> that's just the way it is. We're London boys. And um, if we both became world champion and then have a fight, or one of us became world champion and we fought for world title, that would be just be a story. Obviously, he's he's had it a bit different for me. He He went Olympics. Um, got a bronze medal again when he went Olympics and he boxed. Um, I forgot who he fought, but with the, the fight he lost, yeah, and I think he got a bronze. I remember yeah. watching that fight, and that's when I just started boxing. I, ju- I literally just I just started learning how to, you know, throw one twos. And <laughs> that's insane <laughs> when you think about it. That's hard. actually insane. You know what I'm saying? I was rooting for him. I just said, But this boy's from London, I said, oh, mm. He needs to win. Do you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. again, we've had these kind of conversations, but. I think it's going to be very... It's, good. it's a story, isn't it? You know, when these kind of fights happen in stadiums, no one wants to be fighting. That's another thing that could... Not could. That's another thing that has effects on the fights happening now. You've seen it with um with Warrington. The yeah. performance Warrington had, that's not him. He's a crowd fighter. 
get him in the stadium. Pardon me? You buy into that. What do you mean you buy into that? I'm a boxer, bro. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> But like, I don't know, man. I feel like they, they, they gave Warrington a lot of excuses for that, man. I don't know what excuses were made, but maybe I'm making excuses for him. Everyone's seen Josh Warrington beat Lee Sobey. Josh Warrington beat um, Frampton. But that's not the same guy that fought, that, fought the guy he fought behind yeah, closed doors. He even yeah. started different. When he started the fight, I said, no, nah, this, this ain't him. This ain't him. He's not even boxing the same. He, he's a person that, like, a, there's a lot of adrenaline that goes on when there's a crowd. The noise is mad. You know, you can hear people ringside. You can see faces. Like, it's a different atmosphere. When you're boxing, it's like you're boxing in a gym. You know, there's some people that say this. They say, there's gym fighters and there's, there's fighters that fight on the main stage under the lats. There's under the lat fighters. Floyd even said it. He goes, I might have bad days in the gym, but when yeah. under the lats, there's no one that can beat me. And that's because of the crowd. He, you build off of that. You've you got that extra edge. You're sharper. Everything. Mm. It's, a, it's a big difference, trust me. But I'm looking forward to having crowds back. I think, I think crowds matter even in a street Everywhere. fight. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I do, especially, like, I don't know, I don't know how much of an impact they've had on football and stuff like that. But mm. I would imagine in a physical fight, and, and you know, it's a, a, a sport where you're literally trying to punch, like, trying to kill each other, essentially. Like, I think that fan atmosphere is going to count for a lot, especially oh, with nice. someone like Josh Warrington, who um, his whole <laughs> career, he's fought in front of, like, 30,000 people at Ellen Road. Do you know what I mean? So, and he comes like, out and he goes, he goes, ah! yeah, he comes, yeah. He comes out and he's charged up. He comes in the ring, shouting and beating his chest. He came like, like this fight and he's looking around. He's like, "Oh, like, who am I shouting to?" Different, yeah. Let, let, let me let me ask you about a quick. Let me uh, have you fought? No, you fought once with no crowd, right? No, twice, twice, twice. Is it twice with no crowd? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so what? So you tell us then. You've been in there. What is the main difference with with no crowd? For me, it's again that that adrenaline thing. Um, it's mad. I'm just gonna walk you through it. Yeah, I've spoke to my boy Howard Davis about this year. He loves it. He loves boxing with no crowd. He fought once with no crowd. He said it's just like sparring. But Davis has always been a sparrow. I've seen Davis knock out people in sparring. I saw James, I saw um Davis spar Morris Hooker in Vegas. Davis is a when I say he's a he's a sparrow, he's a fighter, yes. But Davis, there's no one that's messing with Davis when it comes to sparring. I'm telling you got this now. I've seen him have spars. Yeah. Me personally, I prefer, I've always been more of a performer when it's like a crowd, mm. the buzz. When I fought, um, what's his name? Um, I forgot his name, man. Uh, Dex Spellman. I fought Dex oh, Spellman. Oh, Spellman, yeah. That was my first fight without no crowd. It just seemed surreal. Like, there was no noise. I was like, there's no noise. You can hear all the people walking around in the arena. They're saying, okay, yeah, this way. The ring walk's so short. Like, you're in the ring after three steps. Then it's it's just a mad experience. Like, like you're looking around, you're like, what's going on? And then in the Linden Alpha fight, for some reason, he had like people there when it's meant to be a lockdown. So I only had my sister and my niece there. That's all I had. He had about 20 people in the arena making loads of noise. Um, it was all just, it's just different, completely different. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's one of the things, isn't it? It's, it's, it's a part of history in the sport of boxing. It's part of history in life because this has never happened before, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Nothing like this has ever happened before. So luckily, we're all, not luckily, I shouldn't even say that. We're all part of this experience, and so we just got to um, endure it and go through it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think um, it's interesting what you said about Davis because I think Davis, 
I, I hear what you're saying. Maybe his personality is maybe a bit more introvert kind of thing. So maybe <laughs> he's, um, you know, he's happy with that kind of thing. Whereas, said it. like you, you said, you're you're maybe more of an extrovert. You you like the you like performing on a big stage, and you know, um, you like being like the life of the party kind of thing. Um, so maybe that maybe that plays into things like people's personalities around these things. Um, well, when I went to sorry, I have to say, when I went to Russia, yeah, people thought I was mad. They're like, "How are you not nervous?" Yeah, they're like, "You're in Russia, my G. You're in, <laughs> you're in <laughs> Russia." Ch- Chelyabinsk. Chelyabinsk. We were the, we was walking around with a security guard with a gun. Like the man had guns on him, front and back. And then I said to him, I said, what, is Russia that dangerous? He goes, for you, yes. He goes, I'm here. He said, I'm here to protect. And because I had my family in that day, I was like, wow, like my family might have to stay in the hotel while, whilst I'm fighting because this is a madness. Like there was so many, so much things that went on, but I even got to that stage and there was no, there was no nerves. I just didn't care. Like, I didn't care. I'm like, it's what it is. I got to the stage. Like there was nine times out of 10, I shouldn't even be here. Mm-hmm. where I've come from and things I've been through and you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, let me just enjoy this shit. That's that's the kind of person I am. I'm like, look at the level I've got to. There's people actually stopping me on the street saying, Anthony Yard, I'm like, yo, like, I'm looking at them funny thinking, is it sign guilt? <laughs> because, <laughs> because of how I grew up. Do you understand? So it's like, mm-hmm. I've had to adopt that new mentality into saying, people ain't watching you because they think it's that. They're watching you because they're saying, oh, I recognise him. That's mm. another transition in life. Do you get what I'm saying? So that's yeah. why I stay I stay humble. I still go to the community centers that try and get kids off the street. And I'm there talking to them normal. Do you understand? I thought that for me is more important than money. Yeah, box up, big up box up crime. Yeah, big up Steven. Um in terms of that going to Russia, if you could do a do-over, I, I think I already know your answer, but if you could do a do-over. <laughs> Um, would you do that differently? Would you well, would you fight, go down that route again? A hundred percent, man. No, a hundred percent. I'll do it all over again. The only thing I would change is obviously I've got I've, I've experienced a different thing. So when I when I did hurt Kovalev, I would have went about things a bit differently. I wouldn't have just like lost my head and went Dragon Ball Z. Um, I would have you know, been myself. And that's like, when you hurt someone, you take your time, you carry on breaking them down or whatever. But um, being at that stage for the first time, that's the first time I lost composure. <laughs> but I yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I hurt him and I started swinging like I was doing one, went, two. Went, like, I was yeah. moving mad. <laughs> so again, I'm, this is what I'm trying to say. People criticize me what they want you, but I'm honest with myself. And when I hurt Kovalev, when I started fighting shit, I started swinging. It was, I was moving mad. Because I was like, the opportunities here this needs to happen now. And obviously, we spoke about this. I got some bad advice in the corner. Tunde put up his hands and said, but I don't know what the fuck. Again, he's at that stage as well. He wants it. So he lost yeah. his head as well. And he's saying things that he don't even remember saying at the time. People that, you know what I'm saying? People that don't box here or that haven't been in that scenario don't know what they're going to do. I always say this to someone about, what, what would you do if someone pulled out a gun on you? People are like, no, nah, I'll do this. I'll, I'll bang them around the floor. I'll, just, I'll be shook. You don't know what you're going to do <laughs> until you're in that situation. It's called experience. So, mm-hmm. you know, each of their own, man. Yeah, man. That, that, it is funny that you said that because normally when you're finishing, you're very cool and composed, like you're methodical <laughs> with it. Yeah, like it's, it's up, down, boom. Like, and then I, I guess it was just the, um, that, that just the occasion. Like it was well, so big. 
The case you was know, mad. And so. I was going mad. I was screaming. But that night, my voice was finished. Kovalev just needed one more good shot. One more. And that's what I'm saying. Imagine me, like, in that moment, I'm like, oh, my life's about to change. Yeah, like, Dwayne Johnson, the rock has tweeted me. <laughs> I was ready to do my celebration. I think I <laughs> listen, I can laugh about this language, but I was ready to do my celebration. Yeah, top rope, no belt yet, but the belt was gonna be there, and I was gonna sniff, I was gonna smell something, and I was gonna turn the microphone if you smell. I'm telling you, bro. I had all this planned in my head. Like it was all it was it was about to happen, and it was like cool, that's something to learn from. It's not over until it's over. Do you get what I'm saying? So in England. In England, and on some occasions, another referee would have stopped that. When yeah, um, yeah, Connor Ben, yeah. Connor Ben fought, um, the, the, the guy recently, yeah, yeah. Uh, Var- Var- was it Vargas? Vargas. Vargas. Go and watch that Vargas guy when he fought Edward Spence. Mm. He held licks for time, <laughs> and the referee only stopped it when my man wasn't punching back for over a minute. So again, yeah. it's, it's just it's different, isn't it? Different scenarios. It, for me, the way I see it, is this I'm, I'm a strong critic of myself and. I just believe that life goes the way it goes in it. I wasn't meant to win that fight. End of story. Yeah, I've got a question. i got a question, yeah. How did you feel the next time when you just basically recovered? Like madness. <laughs> I said, what the f- what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he he definitely was... did some GTA cheat code <laughs> shit. X R one, R2, left out, right up, like some mad GTA. Went back to one hundred. Yeah, we're it's straight mad. back to 100 life. I don't know what happened there. Well, that was... well, you see, you see that that is where I would say I'd agree with like the crowd geeing you up and giving you some sort of yeah, maybe. Extra Do you know what I'll say? I don't want to say what I would say, but if you think he's on the juice, just say now, it, you know what? You know what? I, again, I'm not a person that calls out anybody, but he's been caught recently for taking jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like so, of that juicy beef. And I it's thought, and I thought, I thought, <laughs> I thought in Russia. I don't know if I where, yeah. you know, yeah. in East London where, you know, I thought in Russia. I'm not saying that no one's doing their job, but I remember there was a there was a um, something that went on in the Olympics, and ninety yeah, percent, yeah, ninety yeah, percent of the Russian team yeah. Yeah. got found with drugs in the system. So it's like yeah. we love to believe that the, the sports are hundred percent clean. I'm not at that stage yet where I can be like Floyd and be like take the test. <laughs> You know, I'll pay for you to get your body testing. I'll pay for you to get random blood and urine testing, all these kind of things. And I'm not saying that he was on drugs when he fought me. I'm just saying, since he's fought me, he's been found with drugs in his system and a fight that he was meant to have got called off. I personally think if you get found with performance enhancement drugs in your system, Baby Miller should be banned for life. (laughs) Maybe jail time, because he, he got found with drugs that you have to inject. That's not no mistake. He was coming you know, out to murder someone, man. Madness. Like, mm. it, every type of drug. I think there was like five different types of... Um, yeah, that form- everything. But you know so, what? I feel, like, I feel like 90% of boxers are using something. Like, generally. I feel like I'm saying? And I'm, I'm one of the people that's like... I'm like, if I'm going to get somewhere, I'm going to do it the hard way. I'm going to do it the, the way that's honest. Um, I'm a strong believer in God. Um, I don't believe in cheating nothing. If you're going to do something, work hard for it and earn that shit. Um... You know, just everyone's just different, man. Everyone's different, but I'm not saying anyone was on drugs. I'm just gonna put that out there. I know people, oh, no, like I pick, people have like to pick up words, but I'm saying if you get found for drugs, PEDs, that means you've taken something to enhance your performance. That's a madness. To I'll me, that's, sure. that's a I madness. Think, I think he was on it. Unless, hey, Kobe, if you wanna come on the pod, just you know. <laughs> 
yeah no, no, listen like if anyone wants to and and obviously you made reference to that um documentary called icarus it's called icarus if if anyone's listening and wants to know what Ant is talking about go and watch that documentary because that documentary was crazy i just want to know what the 10 percent who weren't taking the drug what were you man i'm saying like right like uh, i don't know what you guys were on but anyway um yeah uh sam today any any other questions um who you got winning this weekend by Billy Joe Saunders against Canelo Alvarez. I just see it being a, a, a sick fight. Can um ah man, Billy Joe is a, a master of mind games. Um, and he's again, he's got he's got quick feet. And Billy Joe's one of the people. He's like Tyson Fury. I don't know if they, he, um Billy Joe said it in an interview recently. He said the Gypsy Curse. Yeah, <laughs> he said I want to sprinkle the Gypsy Magic. <laughs> they were putting Gypsy Juju on. He said I want to sprinkle Gypsy Magic. Yeah. And and him and Tyson Fury have got such a similarity. When they're in big fights, they perform elite. Wow. When mm. they're in mediocre fights, they perform like rubbish. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. So it's like at that level, I'm expecting to see the best Billy Joe. The fight can go either way. Canelo can stop him within six rounds, um, or, or stop him or whatever. Or, or Billy Joe can go out there and shook up the world. I put even put a comment on Billy Joe's um, page, <laughs> and I said, "Bob, you like." People best be prepared for you to shock, shock up the world. Canelo's always struggled with people that move a lot with quick feet and in and out, you know, not on engaging at all. And if Billy Joe does that for 12 rounds, I'm telling you, this is this is going to be a very interesting fight. You reckon Billy Joe can move for 12 rounds against Canelo? Canelo's been cut off the ring really well with that over the last couple of years. That's what I'm saying. Canelo's a lot more experienced now. He even said it in the in the hot boxing podcast. He said when he fought Lara, when he fought Floyd, he goes, now, he goes, I'm experienced. I fought at the world level for so many years now. I fought different type of opponents. And I think we saw that when he fought Amir Khan, he, he lost the first few rounds, first three rounds, in my opinion, but he was doing something. He kept throwing the right hand to the body hard. Yeah. And then he switched it up and came over the top. Good night. So what do you... Well, what, what do you make of then? So um, I know you mentioned just there, like uh, Billy is like the the master of like mind games and all of this thing. So I'm sure you've seen all the stuff going on with like uh, the ring size and and whatnot. Has do you, do you think there's like real credence to that? I know it's I know it's been sorted now, but has that ever come up in your career where someone's wanted to you know, make the ring size like 18 foot or you know make it an Olympic size uh, boxing ring? Has that ever popped up in? Um, your fight negotiations and if it has has it been like a contractual thing um it hasn't happened like that to me yet to be honest um i'll just be honest the way i went with my career was when i had the opportunity to fight in russia everything they made decisions for everything like when mm. i say everything everything when i try to make a i try to make a, um a suggestion about food where i can get some food after the weigh-in the guy just looked at me and shook his head. Like no one was speaking no English. The people that was in communication with, they they just wasn't on certain mm -hmm. things. So it's like I'll say it's like you have to go through the trenches, and if you want to get to that next level, you have to go to the trenches. Floyd Mayweather bought himself of a bought himself of a, out of a contract for seven hundred and fifty thousand in order to earn himself twenty million in his next fight. So it's like you got to earn that. So I don't mind going through the trenches um, and earning that right to. Start making calls. Billy Joe's at a level, he's been more champion. Tyson Fury did it when he went to Germany to fight Klitschko. He said, The mat is too soft. Yeah, no, the, right. mat, yeah, the mat's too soft or whatever. Change it, make it a regulated ring. Billy Joe's done the same thing. So it's like, these, these guys are very experienced. They're very, very experienced. 
do you do you think um so do you, so do you think it's do you think it actually has like a an a, an effect on the fight or do you think Billy Joe is just trying to like play games? No, it does. Even like it said. definitely has an effect. So if they fought in a in a in a in an amateur size boxing ring, yeah, <laughs> Canelo's gonna eat him alive because it's small. Mm. There's nowhere to move. If they fight in a ring that Floyd used to say, I'm picking a ring, we're fighting in the biggest ring possible. Because when I want to go on my back mm. and, and dance about for the last round, I wouldn't be able to do that because I'm in control, I'm the boss. But Canelo said, well, it don't matter to me. So Canelo's confident, he's saying, well, because Canelo, again, Canelo's an elite boxer. For me, he's pound for pound number one right now. He's got fantastic defense, fantastic power, fantastic speed, good jab, good movement. Like, right now, he's a complete fighter. Um, a lot of other fighters have said this as well. And how Billy Joe's going to beat him, he needs that big ring. And he, he will say, he will, he will put, if he if he didn't think that as well, he wouldn't have come up with it um, as an issue. Mm-hmm. It's about knowing your, what you're good at and using that to your advantage. So I'm happy he got the bigger ring. Um, again, I will follow the the person that's in Britain. I know Billy Joe as well. I've had sat down and spoke to him. There's a time when Canelo mentioned my name as well about possibly fighting me and we done an interview together I just said Bob I hope you get it I actually hope you get the fight he hoped I got it we just push each other the best and I hope he pulls it off man yeah man what what can I can I get a we, we do something called a prediction league in our boxing chat right I'm I'm second Jide's uh first Samps is uh, like bottom now or something like he's he's, he's struggling he's struggling put it that way he's struggling and I, and you obviously know Isaac Isaac is is struggling as well relegation zone yeah Isaac is if Isaac's listening to this right now tell him he needs to step his game up here because his predictions have been absolutely shocking um so and I'm gonna get a, I want a prediction from you um, for the fight, um, winner and how it's like how it's gonna end basically. Um, uh, do I need to be spot on? The more spot on, the more points you get. <laughs> can I give? Can I give two outcomes? Go on. Canelo win. Uh, okay, I've actually got three outcomes here, yeah? and I've got reasons. I've got reasons for the outcome. If can if Billy Joe wins slightly, they'll give it a draw. Or they'll even give it to Canelo. Um, if Billy Joe wins like tremendously by points, that's a possibility. Um, I don't see Canelo getting knocked out at all. Um, or Canelo can again win by points or knock out Billy Joe. I know, I know it's a lot of predictions. You <laughs> definitely covered Canelo. all bases there. <laughs> You've covered every <laughs> out. <laughs> okay, right, one of them. Yeah, that is called hedging your bets. But if I had to pick a winner right now, I don't think you can go against Canelo. I want Billy Joe to win, and I think he has all capabilities of winning. But if you go off of recent performances and experience and crowd, fighting in front of the biggest crowd, I think in 70,000, I think they're saying. Yeah, that's the biggest in history. I think the other one, the fight before that was Spinks Tyson, too. When, um, when you fought Canelo, um, when you fought on Canelo's card, yeah. how many people was in the arena that that time? But when I was fighting, no, 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 because that that, that, that <laughs> fight I because the commentator was like Anthony Yarday, Anthony Yarday from from Anthony East Yarday. London. The Arsenal was... fan, <laughs> Arsenal fan. Ar- <laughs> yeah, but that's what I was. No, but um, that was a big crowd though for the Canelo fight, wasn't it? Was it the it same was arena? Massive. Same arena, AT and T. 
Okay. Um, it always makes fights there a lot as well. It's in Texas. It's in Dallas, Texas, and it's it's one of the biggest stadiums in the world. Um, I remember standing at the top of the uh, where we done a press conference, and I looked down. The ring looked like an ant. The ring looked tiny. Mm. So. The, the, the arena is massive, man. So I hope Billy Joe, Billy Joe's again, he, you know what he's like, man. Um, Chassel Free is a gypsy king, Billy Joe's um, next in line, probably gyps, gypsy prince. <laughs> yeah. These men know how to deal with pressure, They're, they come from fighting families, isn't it? 100%. They've been fighting their whole life, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, man, you've you've given us an hour of your time. I'm really, I'm really grateful for, for o- that. Over, um, an hour, over an hour, over, over an hour, over an hour. <laughs> <I> try... <laughs> yeah. Bro, I need help. I need help. Like I'm trying to lose weight. Like I'm, I'm seeing you don't even touch weights. Like what? <laughs> what are you doing to stay in shape, bro? Like save us all here, bro. If you could train, at my, if you could train the way I train, yeah, then then fair play to you. <laughs> but um, he's you know, like, saying he's saying come to the gym. No, all, jo- no, all jokes aside, all jokes aside, just take your time. Take your time. Um, set yourself little goals. Um, reasonable ones. You know yourself better than anyone. Set yourself little goals that you think that you can actually that you can hit, and take your time. No one's in a rush unless you got somewhere to be, <laughs> unless you got a deadline like you're trying to get married in the next three months or whatever. Done that already. Sounds <laughs> already done that, mate. You get what I'm saying? So just give yourself. A, um, <laughs> there's no rush. Just step by step because um, being mentally and physically fit is meant to be a, a, a lifestyle. Um, it's not a destination. So just take your time. Cool. Yeah, um, and look, man, yeah, like I said, just want to appreciate you coming on and um, say thanks and all of that. Um, guys, if you are listening, go and follow Anthony Yard on, on where, where do you prefer to be followed on Twitter, Instagram? You've got better followers on Instagram, but you're not active on Twitter like that. I don't ever, I don't use Twitter. My Twitter got yeah. hacked by someone called Princess of Arabia. I remember that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it got hacked by someone. Princess of Arabia, and then they messaged me and said to send them 500 US dollars to get my job back. <laughs> they were asshole. They went low, man. Didn't it? They went low. I swear to you. I swear to you. They changed a picture of some woman and then changed it to all these um, Arabic signs. But yeah, I've got um, a new account. I've got verified again. But I don't really go on Twitter. I hardly go on Twitter because there's so much, um, I'll call it bullying. There's so much um, trolls that need to be censored. Need to be cut out because again, um, people have been in lockdown. There's been all this depression, and they wonder why. What's that thing? Mental health's going up. Not only are we in lockdown, you got people online with no with a fake picture <laughs> trying to bully people or drag people down. So um, I don't ever go into. I don't ever read my comments. If I read my comments, it's like once in a blue moon when I'm ultimately bored. Um, but yeah, I just try and stick to my business and do what I'm doing. I hear that, man. All right then. Um, we'll, we'll let you. We'll let you go. We've, we've stopped holding you hostage now. We'll let you go. Um, for, <laughs> like and subscribe if you are watching on YouTube, and uh, leave us a five star review on the Apple Podcast app, and also um, tweet in your thoughts of the podcast as well. And we'll be back uh, next week. Take it easy, guys. Cheers, man. Thanks, man. And f- yeah, yeah, Lennox Lewis, Lennox. I'm coming for you. Is it frustrating to train like you did and then have no, this in seven or eight seconds? For this fight. I only trained probably two weeks or three weeks for this fight. I had to bury my best friend and I dedicated this fight. I wasn't going to fight. I dedicated this fight to him. 
I was gonna rip his heart out, I'm the best ever I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been There's no one can stop me, Lynx is a conqueror No, I'm Alexander, he's no Alexander I'm the best ever, there's never been anybody ruthless I'm Sonny Lipton, I'm Jack Dempsey, there's no one like me I'm from their cloth, there's no one that can match me My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable And I'm just ferocious, I want your heart, I want to eat his children Praise be to Allah Mike, Mike. Sports Social Podcast Network.